Welcome to the Yogi MD podcast. It's Nadine, yoga teacher, health coach, and retired doctor, here to bring you and your body together, not in sickness, but in health. Thanks for taking this time for yourself. This is a really special bonus episode. As you may recall, Thalia Bishop joined us on the podcast several months ago to discuss living with anxiety with integrity. Her episode was one of the top 10 most popular episodes of the podcast. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to Thalia's episode, I recommend you go back. We all know someone who's struggling with anxiety. I reached out to Thalia to find out how she's been doing and if she wanted to share any updates with us. She graciously agreed. Words are not enough to express the depth of my gratitude for my guests, their time, their wisdom, their authenticity, and the amount of gratitude that I have for each and every one of my listeners. One of the main reasons I do this podcast is to connect and to be a part of a community that matters. And so I thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing these episodes, and thank you for subscribing. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Thalia Bishop. Nadine Kelly reached out to me and asked me to, I guess, give an update on, you know, what life has been like since our conversation a few months ago on the Yogi MD podcast about me navigating anxiety with integrity. It's interesting because, you know, we're talking about anxiety and I get this text message and for for the most part, it's like really great news. It's like, hey, you know, it's one of the, you know, top listen to podcasts, you know, can you give an update and in normal anxiety person fashion, something inside of me started to panic. Um, and I love the fact that Nadine, one of the text messages said, you know, it should be no stress, which laughed. I almost felt like that's pretty much like, you know, telling somebody who's really mad to calm down. Uh, yeah, like, this is what I do. And so I feel like in, in, in wanting to maintain that integrity and authenticity and honesty, I have to be honest and say that it's taken me a few weeks to to do this, to to say where I am now and to give the update and to, to take this time because I was anxious um, and afraid and all of those things that come up. I just had to go through it. And I said I was, I, I made the commitment to do something. And here I am, you know, a couple of weeks later talking about anxiety and where life is now. So I thank Nadine for her patience. I thank everyone who listened to the last podcast. And I hope that me trying to be open and honest about my my journey has been, will be helpful to others. So I'll just touch on a few really quick things in terms of like where things are now and I guess some things that I'd like to leave with everyone. I graduated. So the last time, you know, we had a conversation, I had not graduated yet. It's it's scary. And if you deal with anxiety, you're not only dealing with the fact that it's scary. Like I've graduated from school and I'm trying to figure out my life and I'm doing job interviews and I'm deciding if I want to go into private practice and, or some combination. And so those things are anxiety provoking in themselves. Um, But then you add to that the fear of, the, the fear that I had about, doing this follow-up, the fear that I have about life decisions of the fear of getting it wrong. 
where I find myself right now is trying to move past that fear and, and shifting the narrative. And so a lot of my life right now is about narrative. What is the narrative? What's actually real? What's the narrative that I'm creating? How can I shift that? So I can shift that and realizing that, yes, this is scary and it's anxiety provoking. And really, we're all always at a point, if, if, we're whole, if we're lucky enough, we are able to like shift our lives in different ways. And trying to remind myself that I I am blessed with the opportunity to create the life that I want. So if that means that I do private practice part-time, if that means, whatever that means, I think right now I'm trying to figure those things out. I think the other piece that's interesting is that I'm, I'm figuring out who I am too. I recently went to a conference with a discussion on intersectionality, and I talked in the last podcast about the fact that I'm Afro-Latinx, queer, all of those things. And at the conference, we're in the middle of a conversation, we're introducing ourselves with our identities, and the you know it comes to me, and I start to talk about my identities and the things that define me, and I, I raise the question of, I think I'm middle age, and I like I ask the question out loud, am I am I middle age? I say I'm 45 and everybody at the table, oh no, no, that's not middle age. It, that is middle age. Like I went home later and I did what we do in this day and age. I Googled it. And apparently, according to multiple sites on Google, 45 is middle age. Um, and so I think recognizing, again, one of those moments of this is where I am right now. I am a 45-year-old graduate figuring out my life with a bunch of part-time jobs, trying to piece it all together. And that is okay. I think that is a big piece of where I am right now. That is okay. I think the biggest part though is not, not getting stuck in that. All of those things kind of move me to then sort of where do I go from here? And I think that there are different pieces to that. The, the final question that Nadine asked me in the last podcast was, what was my personal definition of what it means to be healthy? That question really, really stuck with me. It really, really stuck with me. Even when I listen to the podcast, it's, you know, it's interesting to hear my responses. And I think what that means to me is I, I have to make a commitment to me. And that commitment to me includes a range of things. So that commitment to me includes that I have to sleep. Like I have to get a normal, you know, an appropriate amount of sleep or anxiety does its trick on me. I have to be active. And so over the last few months I had, you know, I've had some, I've had some health issues over the last few years and over the last few months have really committed to, I get a half hour day, at least five days a week. And for me, a lot of that, I like to be outside. I like to be outside. I love walking. And so that means a lot of walking and a, a very slow jog. I've realized that that works wonders for the anxiety. It doesn't make it go away because life is still there. And the reality it is that we, we need some anxiety. Like if, if we didn't have, you know, I say it to clients all the time, if you didn't have any degree of anxiety, we'd be out here doing all kinds of crazy things. I also recognize that like I, the anxiety can be so much that I can feel it in my chest and I can't function. And every, you know, I'm thinking about the, the hundreds of things that I need to get done and creating that narrative of why none of them will ever get done and life will be horrible. My new thing has been, especially over the last few months and 30 plus pounds down, so that's another benefit, is that when I get to those moments, I feel worse if I haven't gone for a workout. And so I'll get up. And the nice thing about not having a regular job right now is that I have that luxury that I can kind of be like, all right, you know, it's 10 in the morning. I'm feeling really anxious. My chest is feeling kind of tight. 
you know, I've taken all medications. This shouldn't be happening. And so I will get up and I'll go for a workout. There's a biological piece of what's happening to your body when you're exercising, but there's also just envisioning with each step I take sort of like, how can I process through the things that I need to get done? Um, and that has been a huge, huge part. So if you ask me now, what is it for me to be healthy? It's that it's continuing to be patient and kind with myself to try to limit judgment. Again, judgment is like anxiety. A little bit of it, we have to be honest, it's just there. The other piece is understanding and respecting what my limitations are. And I think that's a big piece that ties everything together. And so when Nadine reached out to me, one of the questions she she brought up was sort of like, how do you even navigate social media with anxiety and depression and things like that or dealing with those symptoms? And a big thing that I do is just like checking in and realizing I need to go for a walk is recognizing when I need to check out. And so it means that I have a certain bandwidth of energy that I have to give. And if that means that I can't read articles about the latest for, you know, discrimination or murder of a person of color or, you know, murder of a transgender woman, woman or any of those things, then it's, I, I can't open it and I need to be okay with that. And I need to give myself the time and the space that I need. If I had to give tips in terms of my, my, I guess my advice to others in managing anxiety and managing stress and managing life, I think the first three things or the main three things that are most salient to me right now are sleep, get active, just all of the health benefits of being, if you can. And and another piece of that is getting active means different things to different people. I, I recognize and respect that not everybody can go for a job. We're not all able to do that. But if it means you can walk, if it means that you can move, if it means that you stand up a couple of times an hour, whatever that means, getting active, getting moving. And I think the biggest thing that I would recommend is get into therapy. And I feel like I'm getting to a point that I want to recommend that to everybody. You don't have to be in crisis. It, life doesn't, you know, there doesn't have to be, you know, something traumatic that just happened. Having a, a space and a time that you can commit an hour a week, 50, however long it is, a week, every other week, whatever that is, to working through and processing through the stuff, to focusing on you during that time, to, and, and, and if there are traumas or there are pieces that you need to work through and deal with, finding somebody that you can trust to work through those things. Um, I think it opens up that space that I talked about to be able to love yourself and do the things that you need to do and love the people around you and interact with the world around you. So I'll say thank you again for everyone who listened. Um, hopefully what I said today makes some sense in terms of like where I am. Um, I thank you for all the support and energy that came through and helping me to get through to finish out my program. And the journey continues and I, I just pray that everyone else is able to sort of like continue their journeys and find the peace, the love, the support that you all need along your journeys. Thank you.